Welcome, my friends. Um, so it's uh, as fate or chance, you determine which, uh, would have it. It's six o'clock for episode 66. We're going to be talking about the devil, uh, Luciferianism, and um, Nefarianism, and um, the darkness. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just you know, thought... Let the numbers guide me. And so 66, what could I do? Ah, ah, that could be a laugh. So I think, you know, I'm going to talk about just different sides of the, you know, like figuratively the devil or like what that can mean. And then what it can mean in terms of like, say, just the whole cult, um, what do you call, moral relativism thing of like, oh, that's just their religion. Because there are people who say, yeah, I'm a Satanist. That's just my religion. It's the same as any religion, you know. Um Spoiler alert, I think that kind of doesn't make much sense. Um, and uh, and then also the possibility that there are like uh, elites engaged in like satanic cults, um, which some people believe. And you might think that's to just totally crazy people, but I have dug into it en enough to know that there are some reasons why people would believe it. I haven't dug into it enough to know whether it is like legitimate, you know? But, like, I've seen videos of people who look very genuine saying, like, what happened to them. And they're on TV, you know. There's some 60 Minutes thing, for example, of um, this British teenager talking about what happened to her and that her grandma used to take her to these black mass things where there'd be all this crazy stuff going on and killing babies and stuff. Um, and she said that that's this, this kind of dark side to, like, certain very powerful families or whatever, and that's they have their own kind of religion thing based upon that kind of domination thing. Um, now, you might be thinking, no way, Jose. But then I'd be like, hey, that's a bit, come on, uh, xenophobic. Let's keep it, you know, keep it above the belt here. Um, no, but you might be thinking, like, that's crazy. But then, yeah, maybe. But are you certain? I'm not certain either way. I don't know enough. Do you know enough? Probably not. I mean, um, but... Yeah, and then uh, so and then uh, also the possibility that so that's you know they can believe in that, but doesn't mean the devil is real. You know, people can be Christian, doesn't mean God's real. But um, but then there's also the possibility that there is this like devil. Uh, that could be from the whole you know traditional thing of like oh like religion. You think like there actually just is this negative force, and then you might wonder is that in service to God? Like it's part of this movie thing or like a video game. We need a bad guy to have the story. You know, it's all good. Ultimately, everyone's safe. The soul cannot be destroyed. Everyone's fine. But we go through this experience of suffering, and that's how we grow spiritually. And we need someone to hold that polarity, the negative polarity, and that there's just some servant of God who's willing to do that. Um, uh, or is it that there's a servant of God who's gone rogue? Uh, and this could be the same thing, but like maybe they're subconsciously helping God. I'm not really aware. But like um, but they think, you know, they're like, oh, I'm just going to take it for myself, create my own kingdom. Um, or is it like an alien, you know, like some people think that, you know, aliens run the planet and that it's like, you know, there's a prince, like reptilian prince for each planet. And there's this gap, the galaxy, you know, half of the galaxy is controlled by some political enterprise, which is, you know, nefarious and dark. Um, and that there'll be like a prince, you know, prince reptile for earth, prince reptile, and that that's the devil, you know, like that, who we call the devil. Um, who knows? Um, again, I mean, that seems very outlandish, but life is very outlandish, you know? And so I think actually the most logical, scientific, reasonable, I use scientific just to, well, I think that's fair, but also I use that because often that's the buzzword, which would help people know what I mean, which is, you know, grounded, clear thinking, not easily swayed or fooled or anything, clear headed, logical way to look at things, um, in general, like, just don't jump to conclusions. Um, and some things we think, oh, yeah, but that's ridiculous. So it's okay to, I'm not jumping to conclusions because it's just objectively crazy. But the thing is, when you see other people jumping to conclusions, they don't notice that they've skipped a step. They think, no, it's just objectively crazy or it's just objectively what I, this, you know? Um, there's no argument here. And you're like, no, you've missed a step. You're making an assumption. So 
I would invite you to be aware if this is your kind of frame of mind that actually like is the earth run by some reptile prince, you know, uh, reptilian hominid, not hominid, um, humanoid kind of like dude, you know, he's probably got some crazy helmet and like a scepter and, you know, an orb of, of power or something. Um, part of some galactic, you know, darkness. Well, I haven't, I don't know about you, but my research on that is a bit scant, you know, um, for one thing, I, I, I don't have a spaceship. I'm unable to travel to distant star systems to check. Um, so if you do have a spaceship and you have been doing this, please let me know in the comments. Um, but like, you know, I think this would be a situation where like we, we really have no idea. And, you know, you, you can't, it's not like you should spend your whole life thinking about, oh my God, is there a reptile prince running the world? But it's the kind of thing where if you go... Um, if you go and, and, and assume like, oh, I definitely know that that's not true, then you're running the risk that when something more relevant um, comes up, like, oh, my government wants to do this or, oh, my family member is suggesting this thing or, or whatever it is, that you might also skip a step then and assume, make assumptions. So I think, yeah, I'd say on this thing, we really don't know. But uh, anyway, so... But it's, you know, interesting to think about. Why not? So, and then there's also like, um, yeah, the kind of more, f I guess I kind of mentioned this at the beginning, but um, yeah. Okay. So let's get into um, the, the sort of figurative or mythological side of like the devil or, you know, Lucifer or whatever. And people talk about like Luciferianism and then, um, oh, what's the other one? I was just thinking of it. Um, Ammon, Ammon, no, what is it? Um there's a uh, Lucifer and there's um, I can't remember. It'll come to me, but um, there's this other um, one, which is meant to be another side of the devil. I mean, I think um, Paul check, if you know that guy, C H E C K, uh, sorry, C H E K check. He's this health and fitness kind of dude, but he also does a bunch of things about like more mystical kind of out there stuff or in there stuff as the case may be. And, um, there's something where he was talking about um, uh, with someone about like maybe like some Iranian guy or Persian guy or something about like the two sides of like the devil and how it's all misunderstood and that it's not like a bad thing. And I think they were saying it's not a bad thing. It's just um, something that's like a, a necessary part of life. But I was a, it was a bit confusing because I was like, oh, are they saying it's okay to like be, you know, doing terrible things and, you know, conquering people and dominating people or is it that their idea of what the devil or Lucifer, et cetera, um, stands for is actually not that dark stuff? Is it? But I think they would have mentioned that. So anyway, whatever. You could check that out if you want to look at that up, even though that's a bit vague. But, um, but yeah, I think like um, the mythological side, like uh, there's Lucifer means the light bringer, I think bringer of light and it was the idea is right it's like god's right hand man you know the um the highest angel um who is you know really aware and all that and powerful but then kind of thought oh and i might be butchering this but i'm, I'm going to tell this is just food for thought fun stuff to think about things you might not have heard, uh, heard about before and i'm just going to put it into a package for you like this is there's not really meant to be any conclusion to this i'm not saying the devil's real or anything this is just, you know, hey, think about this. Why not? We're in space. Let's have some fun. Let's think about stuff. Um, so, but as I understand it, yeah, Lucifer, so that was the right, the, the highest angel. And then he fell and took a bunch of other angels down with him, like, yeah, come with me. And there was a schism in heaven, you know. Um, but where basically he was, and he represents uh, the intellect, unbridled intellect. Um, so when you think, oh, all that I know is all that there is to know, when you don't have the intellectual humility to say, to admit your own ignorance or to be aware of your own unawareness, um, to, yeah, to know your own ignorance. So, um, and, you know, you might say like, oh, yeah, like um, it, it makes no sense. The idea that there's God in heaven, ha, that's crazy. Just some guy up in the clouds. We know that there's space and stuff now. Ha, that's so stupid. All right, case closed says, you know, some 14-year-old. And then it's like, well, actually, do you understand, you know, uh, you know, physics? 
and like what current the current understandings of what what physics is showing and have you read you know how much philosophy have you read how much of the great thinkers of the past are you aware of um how many psychedelic medicines have you taken how much meditation have you done all these kinds of things where they can lead you to go oh wait a minute oh god could exist there's a way that god could exist and that it wouldn't be contradictory with what we know about the solar system and stuff god doesn't need to be in the clouds in heaven with a big beard it could be like for example god is the whole universe oh and you know like uh this is kind of like happening within god's imagination or something you know and like the universe what's it expanding into you know or if it's the multiverse then like what is in between these multiverses isn't that more universe so then it's just one big super universe which is the same thing it's just the universe and where what is this sitting in and where did it come from and why did it happen at that exact time whenever it began why didn't it begin 15 minutes earlier as we would measure it in terms of sun revolutions like why was it just then like what the hell where's the what's what's going on here there's all these things where you go oh actually ants know nothing about us as far as we know um and so what do we know about the cosmos you know really so okay and then but so that would be an example i think of that luciferian impulse to kind of be like oh i know everything and then you could think that you're right but actually um and it, the funny thing is it seems like that it kind of is the root of all evil is um the mind the human mind but if we go a bit more specific there it's like the mind the the inability to question your mind when consciousness is co- totally just swept up in belief with the mind that's kind of the main problem all over the world you know like um you know Putin and Zelensky or whatever you know they've got their different ways of looking at the situation i'm sure they both think they're doing the right thing i don't think you know or hitler or like you know anyone i don't think they're like oh i'm going to go do some bad things and even if they think it is bad some people are like yeah i'm just going to destroy stuff you know kill people and cause carnage they think it's a good idea to do that they think that that's going to improve their world so it's still a good philosophy grounded in improvement and in betterment you know so it's just a misunderstood um one is have just become detached from perspective but um nonetheless so um yeah what else so that you know that it's got the archetypal angel and devil on your shoulder the voice of conscience and you know uh temptation um so i guess the devil can be that represent you know when the temptation to do what we know is wrong or maybe to lie to ourselves you know um to re- repress uh, awareness you know um and uh to kind of stray from balance and from integrity um and of course just yeah evil just doing bad things like the dark side and i think you know it's very important if you want to be light that you can acknowledge your dark side you know and um it's a real mystery because it's kind of like the shadow you know what the sun what the light doesn't see the shadow you know and jung talked about the shadow like the, the parts of ourselves we don't want to look at and that just we act out which brings up one of the thing he said is what is it like any anything which is not brought into awareness will be played out in the world as fate something like that it's pretty cool um but uh but yeah so we you know like i kind of wonder sometimes like oh in what way what element what part what kind of darkness do i have which i'm not aware of right now or you know somehow some part of me you know it's like you know the CIA compartmentalizing stuff and then suddenly so, you know soon enough the secret bureaus and then there's a secret bureau within that and then they link with up you know some other the chinese or something and there's some other thing going and it gets to the point where who knows what's going on you know um sometimes wonder if you know in the psyche there could be you make a deal to you just kind of notice something but you notice it not very clearly and you just kind of turn away so you saw it in peripheral awareness but you distracted yourself and then due to the nature of memory being kind of ephemeral it kind of fades away and you kind of just a little feeling that something was there but you don't really remember it properly and then you know what once you've done that then maybe that could set off a cascade where things just well maybe you know just get repressed or hidden you know within your mind and that there could be things that you're not aware of and you know 
it does seem to be a thing like um, repressing you know people when they have trauma they re often repress it i believe so like say children if they can't deal with the emotions they will just push it away block it off you know um so and i believe this you know certain intelligence agencies like i think the cia may have been investigating like uh, ex kind of exploring like using trauma to create um again allegedly i don't know to create um what do you call that um not like spl splinters or like um uh i can't remember the word for it um but like kind of like where you could have an alternate alter ego um an alternate personality where someone is able to you give them the code word and then they split if and um you're able to basically splinter the psyche in some way and then they would be when they do things in one mode they would be then unaware of it when they you bring them back to the other mode um so they could kind of do you know horrendous things at your command allegedly who knows whatever um but yeah the devil so um so mythological that's kind of that i guess uh like yeah darkness and doing dark things and you know being se even being selfish in small ways you know that's all one little branch of the big tree of the darkness you know and you know i think you might think uh it's small but it's like anything at all which isn't coming from balance and love where is it coming from it's coming from uh this dream state in which we're like the ego where you're detached from love um and you know from real pure love you know you might still feel love maybe for kind of in a more um what could you call that uh what's the term not mercantile but transactional kind of um sense you know I'll, I'll, I'll love you if you love me you know this kind of thing um using people or ex having expectations but but anyway but that kind of pure you know kind of spirit um it's very easy to lose that if you just you know you get lost in your thoughts um and so you know even any selfish little thing or like oh, i'm gonna be a bit lazy like oh i don't i might just do the dishes later or whatever you know then that could be well where did that voice come from you know that's kind of the voice of the devil it's like even though it's you know innocuous enough it's not too crazy that same voice that source that you're g giving a little power and influence over you there that will 100% try and mess with you really seriously at some point in time. Like, oh, I think we should end this relationship. Or, oh, I think I should, uh, I should say, you know, fuck you to that guy, you know. And it'd be like, these are horrendous self-sabotaging ideas. No, don't do that. It's like, oh, how did I let that thing grow in me? It's like, well, maybe through tiny decisions where you did something which was out of balance and out of, you know, which you knew wasn't right, but you have the capacity to lie to yourself and so you're like, oh, yeah, okay. And you thought it was a good idea to do that, which is interesting. It's like awareness is kind of the cure. It's like when you realize the cure to all this is realizing actually it isn't good for you to lie to yourself. You lie to yourself because you think you're getting more than you're giving um, and you're being selfish there. Um, but actually it's you're not. You're actually losing more than you're getting. Um, but you are not aware of that. Um, and then if you lie to yourself enough, you, you hinder and impair your awareness. And so it can be reinforcing where you could become less and less aware of the real nature of such exchanges um, in your mind. And um, so but to become more aware of it and just be like, um, then eventually I think, you know, the highest form of selfishness where you're like, oh, I'm just going to really do what's best for me. Never mind everyone else. I'm just going to focus on me, make me the happiest that I possibly can be. Well, you can't be any happier than awake and to be awake you need to be um well to be awake you need to become aware of your mind and question your mind and not just take what it's saying for granted and understand that you are not your mind you're not the voice in your head you are the listener or the watcher whatever you want to call it again these are just words and in english i don't know what you say i don't even know what you call it in, in another language but like um uh le person qui regarde or uh uh dana nadina uh egg fair whatever you know these are other words but they all point at the same thing right so the thing is not the word they're different right these are just three different signposts i've given you um so but who we are you know it's not words it's beyond words right but uh when 
um, to to wake up and thus to be as happy as you can be. If you you know you're really trying to be a professional, selfish person, are you okay? Then you know you need to wake up, and to do that, inevitably you need to watch, become aware of your mind, and disidentify from your mind, um, and see it like as your you know your beautiful hum humble servant. You know, it's like the mind is a wonderful, the perfect servant, but a lousy master, as they say, you know. Um, and then when you do that, you realize, okay, wait, so I'm not the mind. I'm just this, basically, you could say consciousness, awareness, presence, being, whatever, the universe, man. Uh, and um, then you're like, oh, wait, okay, I'm like, you know, the if you go into it deeply enough, you'll, and, you know, reading and philosophy can help with this or psychedelic, you know, ceremonies or whatever. And then, um, you know, you can, when you're sober, you can remember that and kind of, oh, kind of have perspective and see what's going on. Just like if you, you, know, you have a picture on some, of something and you zoom in really far, you can see details that you hadn't noticed. And then if you look at the real, real thing again, you'll be, be able to pick out those details now. Because before you weren't quite sure what it was, but then you've take, you know, used your phone or whatever and you've, or binoculars and you zoom in you can see it and then with your naked eye again now you can interpret it you go, oh i see what that is so in a similar way some of these experiences can then be integrated where in just your normal resting awareness you can be more aware of things um so as you're you know you become aware you realize like oh i'm like a little branch on the tree of life um you know jamie this little branch um but i'm also um you could say I'm Jamie right now, but I'm also the whole sum of all Jamies, you know, through time or whatever, you could say. But let's just say Jamie and then, but I'm also, you know, McGlue, the McGlue family or, or I'm my family, you know. If you take away me and everyone in my family, then there is uh, there is no family if you take away the, the people just like me. So what it, the family is not separate from us, right? We are the family. And so, and then also, you know, say um, for me, you'd be, uh, Ireland or Australia, you know, this is where I come from. And if you take away all the people like me who come from these places, then suddenly, oh, there's just the land. You know, it's not that's not what we really mean. We mean the country. We mean the people also. And so, oh, we are the country. We are the pe you know the people. And then you know we are humanity. We are animals. We are life. We are Earth. We are cos you know solar system. We are the cosmos or galaxy. You know the Milky Way. Um, I identify as the Milky Way. Um, and uh, <laughs> so, yes. So, you know, that's each of these things would be a thicker and thicker branch. And then the trunk, I guess, is like the universe, right? Or God or whatever you want to call it. Um, reality, infinity, um, truth, um, being, uh, stuff, Corin um, Gliknok, whatever. Um, so yeah. And so, and they're like, oh, okay. I'm like a little branch on this tree. So if I heard the other branches, like I'm the branch, but I'm also the tree. So if I hurt these other branches, like I just screw people over thinking that it's helping me be happy. Actually, I'm hurting myself. Like if I chop off and like, or poison the other branches on this tree, then yeah, as the branch, I might be feeling good, but as the tree, I'm screwing myself. So, oh, Okay. So once you get this expanded awareness of who you are, then selfishness naturally requires love, you know? And so it's like the circle, you know, at the end of all our journeyings, we'll return to where we began and know it for the first time, you know? Um, so kind of coming full circle or kind of full spiral, kind of at a higher dimension in a way. But in a way, you're coming back to where you started. Um, and yeah, so I think basically, you know, if we, are really, if we were really fully aware then we would understand that um, being a good person, you could do that out of love. But even if you're like, no, I want to be selfish, that's hey, that's what I'm here. I'm just going to be selfish. You can't stop me. Okay, well, if you think it through properly, that it ends in the same thing. You should be loving because that's the way you're going to be happiest. A, because you're just taking care of your full self, which is the whole universe. But also even as the little branch, the little branch, there is no little branches which are happier than the sages who embody wisdom and love. And, you know, the they say ignorance is bliss. But I'll tell you, the wakeful don't say ignorance is bliss. That's the sleep sleepwalkers. And what do they know about bliss, you know? 
Um, so yeah, like bliss is, I've had moments of bliss, you know, and um, it comes from like a radical surrender to like what is and be like, let it be. And then you kind of, you have this ego death thing and yet you're still there. Oh, so something kind of died, gets reborn, don't worry. <laughs> uh, or worry, maybe, as the case may be. Uh, but like, oh, like I, in my core essence, didn't disappear. So, oh, I was something different to what I thought. Interesting. But anyway, so I think, you know, a deal with the devil, it's kind of like, and that's kind of what self-deception is, I think. Um, it's kind of like this deal which you, you don't, you think you're coming out on top, um, but you're not. And you're motivated by, I don't know, I guess, yeah, you're you're trying to, perhaps, yeah, it's like you're self-serving, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. If, you're, if you identify as the whole universe, then love is self-serving. Um, but it's like you, I guess it ultimately it just shows that you don't know who you are if you're making a deal with the devil. Um, and ultimately the devil is also who we are. It's part of, we're, you know, light and dark is part of the universe, so... But so that maybe that so then the segue into like the whole religion thing of people who say, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm a Satanist or like, oh, I read the sat satanic Bible or whatever. Yeah, how cool. And I don't know. I haven't read any of this stuff. But and, you know, a friend of mine was saying, like, oh, yeah, if people want to do that, you know, what's the big deal? That's their thing, you know. Um, and he had a little twinkle in his eye, kind of like, yeah. And I, like, I kind of felt like he was thinking I was being kind of um, ideological or had blinders on or was being kind of, you know, closed-minded about it, you know, and um, dogmatic. But I think, like, yeah, if you want to be Buddhist or, like, Hindu or, you know, um, you know, Muslim or Christian or whatever, or some philosophy, you know, whatever you want, um, or atheist or agnostic, then that's all good. I think, though, you know, that you should... Um, and to some extent you must um, live ethically, live um, by the, the natural law um, of love. I would say you should because, you know, like we just talked about for those reasons, that's why. Whether for, you know, you want to help people or whether you want to help yourself, both roads lead to love if you think it through properly. So that's the should. But then the must, I think, kind of comes from, you know, on another level, you could say, oh, it's your choice, whatever you want to do. And, you know, if you don't want to, if you haven't thought it through properly and you want to be, you know, exploiting others or kind of, you know, not meeting your duties to others and just focusing on yourself, oh, it doesn't matter, other people, I'm not going to support them or think about them. Then I guess, you know, you're entitled to do that. Um, but you are going to hurt yourself and others. Um, but, you know, like, hey, you can do that. And then that's actually necessary for, you know, creating the, catalyzing the drama that helps us learn and makes life so interesting. Um, so that's all fine. And over time, people, just more and more people seem to kind of like, like osmosis start to drift towards, you know, the light and go, oh, I see what's going on. Like this is just makes sense. Um, but it takes suffering for you to get there because most people don't seek out, the, they'd rather seek out pleasure than, than truth or, um, you know, entertainment than truth or whatever. Um, and so it's almost like it takes for when suffering kind of suffering to ramp up for most people at least. And say for me, I think, um, it was the case where, yeah, you have to like suffer really deeply to really be like, okay, I just need to stop this suffering just for pleasure reasons, you know, like I need to get rid of this suffering. And then if it's serious enough through, you know, um, blessings disguised as curses, you know, fierce grace, then uh, you will kind of be forced to go deep enough to go, oh, it's the mind. And then you wake up and you start to, well, you know, you fall asleep again regularly, but hey, that's the cycle. And um, you can start getting more aware, more awake spiritually. And, um, uh, and then, you know, I think that's a much more interesting game and experience than being asleep. And, you know, love is objectively, I think, more beautiful and more um, enjoyable and more creative than, um, you know, uh, the limited egoic perspective but both of them have their place you know and love embraces all I suppose um, whereas ego pushes away and tries to control and refuses and um, yeah 
um, tries to rule. But so, yeah, in some way, I guess if with the devil worshiping stuff, if people want to have that as their religion, um, like they're trying to codify that, like, yeah, I just believe in domination. As, as far as I understand it, it's about like kind of power and, you know, the beast and, you know, just do what you want, you know, and control and, you know, be just admit that we're animals, you know. And, um, yeah, that's all fine, I think. But I think for pure selfishness reasons, it's an unintelligent strategy. It's not going to get the results very well. Um, and also it's going to cause a lot of suffering. And we can get all intellectual and abstract about suffering, but, hey, what does it really matter? You know, everything's, you know, meaningless. Ultimately, it's all going to get melted into the sun, right? But um, I'll leave you on a cliffhanger while I open these blinds. Increase the light. Sorry, devil. So, um, where were we now? So, cliffhanger. Um, yeah, you could say, like, you know, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to, you know, do, uh, have, you know, have my religion where I, you know, just uh, want to control or, and, or whatever and, you know, worship the devil or, you know, even if you don't be literally believe in the devil, just the idea of that. But, um, oh yeah, right, suffering. So apart from it, like, well, if you want to actually have real power and real control, you need to surrender to what you can't control. And then that gives you total power over the things you can control. If you try to control things you can't control, you're going to get stuck and twisted and you're going to have less resources, possibly no resources, to control the things you could be controlling. So that's like stoicism, you know, um, Epictetus and all of that, uh, Marcus Aurelius and whatnot. So, or Seneca, uh, like, um, be, you know, know what you can, um, you know, may I have the courage to change the things I can? No, may, maybe I ha may I have the serenity to accept the thing. Yeah, may I have the courage to change the things I can, the serenity to accept the things I can't, and the wisdom to know the difference. And so, yeah, um, so that's one thing, like real power comes from, you know, like the power of now, my all-time favorite book by Eckhart Tolle. Um, uh, and so real power and real strength comes from not being af afraid of, you know, the world or trying to, you know, control, you know, and feeling like you're little, this little thing, but it comes from, you know, being able to be in balance and you can be very vigilant and assertive when you need to be, but also being very feminine and receptive and passive and like, oh, this is the way the universe is and this is what the truth is and I'll go with that. And, um, you know, kind of uh, surrendering to love, basically, and surrendering to God, ultimately. Like, you could call it universe if you want or whatever, but I think the universe is alive, though, so I've started calling it God more, you know, as I've gotten older. Um, and, uh, or God is calling himself or itself or whatever, or herself, uh, God through me, you could say. But um, it's kind of like I'm a wave and I'm also the ocean. So right now I experience myself as a wave, but there's a, there's no wave that's not part of the ocean. So there's no human who's not God, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, like the one in the all and the all in the one. And so, yeah, uh, if you really want to follow the tenets of, you know, the satanic Bible or whatever, as far as I understand it, although like I say, I haven't read it, just heard people talk about it. It seems like actually um, love is the real way to do that. Um and wake, you know, spiritual awakening. Um, but anyway, um, the suffering thing, you know, people like uh, you, we could get all abstract about it, but you know, like there's more people in slavery right now on Earth. Right now, there's more people in, currently in slavery than ever were enslaved during the whole history of the uh, Atlantic slave trade, which I think was 300 years. Or something long. Um, was it 300 or 150? I'm not sure. Um, I would say 300. I'm not sure. Um, but so then, you know, like that is a fact. You could look that up. But And there's enormous amounts of human trafficking going on. And a lot of this slavery is children. 
um, a lot of the slavery is for um, like a labor, like for you know slave, the traditional thing for slavery. But then there's also um, organ harvesting and um, sex, uh, you know, uh, sex slavery. Um, and so, yeah, that's how does that fit into an argument of like, oh, yeah, you know, it's just my right to, you know, we all have our religions. I just want to, you know, pursue the darkness, you know, that's my thing. It's like, yeah, but I don't know, don't you want to kind of turn the scale slightly a few grams towards the light? I don't know, up to you. Um, so I think there's a lot of things going in the world where small little ripple effects and butterfly effects could do some great stuff. And it'd be beautiful to live in a world where that kind of gnarly stuff isn't happening. And I think, you know, yeah, darkness is interesting, but the most interesting thing is kind of dealing with it. But I think it's the most interesting thing really is the light and the creativity and the color of life. And, you know, um, and a lot of that is, yeah, granted, it's kind of, like the lotus growing out of the, the the shit or the dirt, you know, um, what's it? No, no mud, no lotus, something like that. But nonetheless, the lotus is better than the mud, and so I think like Satanism seems to be saying, yeah, the the mud's at, at least as good as the lotus, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I th I wouldn't agree. So um, all right, and then some people believe the devil's actually real, and they you know worship that. I think that's kind of. Again, kind of similar thing. Like, okay, well, I don't know. Um, seems like a bit nuts for the same reasons. Um, but again, if people want to do it, then maybe that's the experience they need to learn. And then maybe that's the experience, you know, they're doing that and then that's going to teach everyone else. And so I, I think you love and the light, you know, and the light can encompass truth, like awareness, but also love and kindness and also kind of, um, kind of emptiness and kind of uh, relaxation. You know, um, so the light kind of embraces everything and doesn't discriminate. And so I think we should, the, the subtlety though is to say, yeah, the universe is perfect. This isn't a glitch or a mistake that there's people being Satanists. However, no, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> and they will realize it sooner or later. Um, and yeah, we should encourage people to not do that. You can embrace, I can, oh, okay, yeah. Um, I can encourage you to do something, but still will not judge you if you don't do it. You know, I'm not going to judge you, but you should do this from my point of view. Um, so, yeah. And then um, the whole thing of like elites, like seemingly, you know, being evidence or whatever for this kind of stuff. Like for one thing, it's like, look, we don't know what's going on. There's so many things in history where it looks like this and then it turns out more evidence comes out and it was something else going on. Well, and often there's many things going on together, like the Iraq war, that, you know, it's for oil, right? They're getting oil. But then there's also Saddam Hussein was going to start using trading oil in the euro, I think. So it's kind of like a currency thing, the US dollar. They were like, hey, this is our cost of living. You know, we can just print dollars and pay for stuff. And everyone else has to pay, use the dollars. So that boosts the value of our currency. So it's really cheap to buy stuff from abroad. And um, so, you know, it makes us it easier for us um, to just have a higher standard of living. And why is everyone using the dollar? dollar? Well, it's no longer because it's backed by gold, which was the original reason. But because, um, you know, when U.S. government was like, ooh, they're calling in, they, people are seeing how much we're spending and their foreign governments especially were calling in their gold, saying they're redeeming their dollars for gold. And the U.S. was like, we're going to go bankrupt. We can't do this. So they're like, okay, they took it off the gold standard, which is crazy, a crazy betrayal of trust there. But um, Nixon did, I think in 1971, was it? And uh, anyway, so now the reason people use the dollar is because, you know, Saudi Arabia and I think basically, yeah, like a, there's kind of like a cartel of oil, um, you know, production, producing countries, which is that OPEC? Um, I'm not sure. Which, um, you know, refuse to trade in any other currency. Possibly going to change very soon um, with the whole BRICS thing um, coming out saying they want to bring in a gold-backed currency. Um, probably seeing that America looks overextended right now. And so they're trying to, you know, take the opportunity to shift things geopolitically around the, around the world. But um, yeah, so anyway, back to the devil. Um, but the devil is in the details, you know. Um, so uh, the, yeah, the, uh, say, Iraq is like, oh, it's also like kind of like a geopolitical currency kind of thing. 
um, not just oil and, you know, companies wanting oil and capitalist greed. Um, and then also, you know, Halliburton, ca capitalist greed, like D uh, Dick Cheney being the former CEO of Halliburton and then Halliburton awards a no big billion dollar or trillion dollar contract or something. I think billions dollar um, uh, contract to Halliburton to rebuild all the bridges and everything. Um, and But then there's also the thing of all these people who genuinely believed like, oh, yeah, you know, spreading democracy around the world and they had their ideology. That also seems to be a real thing that was going on. So, you know, I think there's various reasons why things happen and they can come together, you know, and you might just notice one reason first, but there could be like three or ten reasons that kind of came together in, snow, in a snowball effect. So say certain things we see, and then there's also just, yeah, stuff being wrong, like, oh, it wasn't what I thought, you know. Um, I used to think socialism was the way to, you know, kind of solve uh, the economic question of the world. Um, and then now I think actually you know, a mild version of socialism can be okay and it's definitely better than an extreme version like communism or fascism. Um, uh, and, you know, certain version, versions of, you know, um, uh, yeah, like it, it, couldn't, it could be a, like an all right system and in Scandinavia it seems to work okay, although they're not actually that socialist and they did better when they were less socialist, it seems, and it seems like Sweden is apparently returning to being less socialist. Um because uh, they had better results before. Um, but nonetheless, my point of view now is like capitalism, free market capitalism is the way, you know. So in my own life, and I'm sure you can relate to this, like your, your opinions have changed, right? So point being with the, the you know, the stuff about like, are there um, powerful elites on this planet who are engaged in, um, and we're not saying all of them, but like, you know, a significant number of very wealthy, very politically connected people um, or even, you know, not so politically connected, but just wealthy or whatever. Um, some, you know, powerful people in society who are engaged in, um, satanic rituals, but have enough, I guess you'd have to say politically connected. They have enough political influence to kind of fly under the radar one way or another. Um, so I don't know, you know, who knows? Like, but I think it's possible. I mean, you look at say the Jeffrey Epstein stuff, like, you know, um, and he had his island and then there's all these underage girls, people going there for sex and, you know, all these really powerful people going there to the island, like Bill Clinton going there like 20 times, you know, and it's like, okay. Uh, and then, you know, um, uh, you know, there's people claiming, you know, that Epstein was a Mossad agent and it was like a control blackmail operation, you know, get people doing things they shouldn't be doing and then have it recorded, you know, unbeknownst to them and then, ah, got to, now, you can do whatever you want, but just these 10% of the things which I think you're in, inter interested in doing, you can't do them. They're off the table now. But all the other stuff, you're a free agent. Enjoy. But just, hey, this is our stuff. This 10%, that's in our field of, our realm, a sphere of influence. You stay away from that or else we'll show these videos or, you know. Um, so seemingly there's something like that going on. And, uh, you know, his, the, there were trafficking uh, people, um, sex trafficking, and, you know, Ghislaine Maxwell goes to prison for sex trafficking and yet the judge orders that the list of her clients be sealed and re remain secret. Why? These people were paying for sex from trafficked people. Why aren't they going on trial? Like, who are these people? We don't know. You know, that's kind of weird. That's an anomaly, right? That's worth pointing out. Like, oh, okay, one point to people who think there's some sort of crazy... Nefarious. Now, that's just saying nefarious stuff at large. That doesn't mean Satanist, right? But then there's all these stories of, you know, like I mentioned before, um, uh, there, are, um, yeah, there are have been allegations of like uh, institutionalized um, Satanism, like you know, uh, around the world. And this, uh, you know, I can't remember the names of specific things. But if you look it up, you you can dig and you know see what you think. But um, uh, yeah, so, but I would say, you know, and like the whole Jimmy Savile thing at the BBC, you know, doing, you could say devilish things or, you know, kind of really evil things like, you know, raping children and stuff. Um, and people knew about it for decades. Same with the Catholic church in Ireland. Everyone knew about it for a long time, but it just kept going on and on. And the Magdalene laundries here where they found mass graves where there was, you know, women, if they were considered too promiscuous or if they were prostitutes or if they were just um, pregnant out of wedlock 
often you know they would be put in these laundries, which are very you know lucrative business for you know the church and for I think the government got a cut. I think, um, but it was kind of like an extra judicial um, prison system for the government. They would just put people there, um, and uh, a lot of them died, and there's horrific things going on. They're just and um, we found mass graves of them, and you know so, so much you know sexual abuse of children, um, all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, you know, like that Pope Benedict or whatever moving around, you know, some priest who had molested a hundred, I think, one hundred, or was it more, blind boys. And um, the Pope knew this guy was doing that and he moved them to a different place and then he molested more people. And so there's all that kind of stuff. You know, you could say, oh, no one's perfect. But it's like, well, okay, we do know what we've established so far is there in a very lazy way. Um, is that, you know, there, there's a bunch of really crazy, like atrocious cr criminal activity going on, which seemingly goes unpunished. And, um, so, and I've heard Jordan Peterson say as, um, uh, like, um, an example of mass psychosis, um, the claims of satanic ritual abuse. But then I wonder if he's looked into that. Like I know, say his view of certain things, other things I would disagree with, like, he seems a little too trusting of the pharmaceutical industry, for example. Um, or, you know, whereas Kelly Brogan or someone, Dr. Kelly Brogan would say, you know, psychi psychiatric medication is actually nowhere near as scientifically based as you'd think. And then she says, long term, they're not, um, they don't help at all. You know, they're no more helpful than exercise and they have a bunch of, you know, negative side effects. Um, that's her point of view. I don't know if she's right. Whereas Jordan would say, you know, I think, you know, they have a role to play. Whatever. So, I, but that's not really too the point but this is the devil misleading me sending me off t um, topic um uh so but he cited that as i was like okay well is that right so maybe it's true i don't know maybe he's looked into it and actually all these things were like this teenage girl who's looking into the camera really seemingly very aware and focused and not out of it very clear minded and kind of just matter of fact about saying how you know she was involved through her whole childhood and she was told never to talk about it and she, that was just part of her operating system she was like yeah we don't talk about that um is these black mass things where she would go and you know be involved in crazy stuff there's you know bring in some homeless guy who's all you know laughing his head off like he's on drugs or something and then they start splitting you know with a huge knife cutting him down from the top to bottom just you know tearing his chest open and drinking his blood and getting a, adrenochrome allegedly you know some apparently the adrenaline in the blood creates this crazy drug you know this you might, may have heard this in some of these kind of people talking about the QAnon kind of theories or whatever this kind of stuff but um but yeah maybe what she was saying even though she looked very like believable maybe someone like Jordan's looked into it and actually know that you know that actually is psych psychosis there was no fact you know maybe there's some way to know that you know I don't know or maybe that's an assumption that he's making there and and maybe um, actually there is a lot of evidence to this and um, it's a real thing. I don't know. But um, it's not very nice to think about that um, this could be happening. But I do think for sure we know a lot of power structures are not serving the public interest. If you look at the whole COVID thing, anyone who's really paying attention, it's like this was mass psychosis mixed in with mass um, kind of callous profiteering mixed in with um, geo, well, let's say um, authoritarian political maneuvering and manipulating the public and gaslighting the public psychological operations against the citizenry um, and, uh, you know, trying to bring in a more centralized control, which is what governments have done through time. But, you know, it's at the point where the technology is so advanced that it's kind of crossing this really crazy line where, you know, it's not, it's always unpleasant to lose con you know control and freedom over your life but it's getting to a point where it's not like all shifts if you're cross if you're walking towards a cliff you know the first meter okay you're closer to the cliff the second meter you're a meter closer to the cliff it's kind of the same thing but as you start getting closer each meter closer begins to get increasingly um in need of resistance like no hey we're not walking any closer to that cliff um that's just a metaphor but I think, you know, that has happened. So we know that. And so therefore it seems um, 
the whole thing, the idea that there could be like, you know, organized Satanism going on. I wouldn't rule that out. I mean, but also I think, you know, you, you, you don't want to be jumping into this thing of assuming it's true. I mean, unless you've done enough research and I haven't done enough research because there's, if I research that there's opportunity cost, you know, there's other things I want to learn. And I don't know, I kind of feel like ultimately we're all together in this. We're, we're all branches on the same tree. And I don't think I need to go into that much detail. I think I can just say, yeah, it might be true. It might not. But right now in my life, it doesn't, it's not relevant for action and, I'm here to be of service and to have a good time while I'm being of service. And so um, I'll just leave that as a mystery and I'm just going to be good and um, uh, do my best to just uplift my little corner of the garden. And um, if my responsibilities expand, then maybe I'll need to look into that more um, as if it enters into my realm of power and ability to do something about it. Um, but yeah. So anyway, um, then leading us up to uh, what the the devil actually existing. So there's some possibilities. Uh, Rick Strassman, you know, his studies on DMT. He wrote the book DMT, the Spirit Molecule. So Dr. Rick Strassman um, at the University of New Mexico in the 1990s. He was the first scientist to start studying psychedelics again since the, um, you know, um, what was it, Controlled Substances Act in like 1970, I think where the Nixon administration, another crazy thing they did was um, put a blanket you know, ban on um, mind-altering drugs, except for the ones that don't make you question the government, like alcohol, you know, cigarettes, um, tobacco, um, uh, coffee or whatever, you know, pharmaceutical, you know, medications. Um, but, you know, so psychedelic, you know, LSD, mushrooms, DMT, uh, marijuana, all these things were illegal i guess marijuana was already illegal at that point but um anyway so um rick strassman in his studies you know he was finding oh there's benefits for you know kind of self-awareness and dealing with addiction and stuff but at really high doses of dmt this um psychedelic compound this molecule he found that um which is produced naturally in the human body by the way um seemingly at moments of great you know maybe at birth and death and maybe peak moments of, you know, I don't know, who knows what, but um, maybe dreaming as well. It seems probably dreaming. Uh, anyway, uh, he found when he gave all these people who weren't talking to each other, scientific experiment, they, he didn't want them talking to each other and meeting each other because then that could, you know, can, um, confound the results, you know, they could start porting the same thing. Um, they, like almost all of them, if not all of them, reported meeting intelligent entities in this other dimension, which they said was realer than real. They were like, like I'm telling you, this is this is realer than normal life. Like this is the dream. I think that was re the real thing. Um, and um, so that's very, he was like, oh, that's very weird. You know, how do I explain this? And they're actually now in I think Imperial College London. They're studying DMT at last, not for like um, therapeutic benefits, but just for like kind of ontological or metaphysical understanding of like mapping out the nature of reality. Like let's just get scientific data, data, whatever, on this and to see what is what do we know about this space, this other dimension? Is it just an illusion or is it real? Who knows? We'll talk about that later. Let's just get the, you know, the, the data in and um, the details and then we can start to figure out, make some hypotheses, what's going on um, and verify that, you know, check the hypotheses we already have about how things work. And um, so that's very interesting. But, you know, they would encounter like kind of very benevolent beings, but also some very dark beings and like um, reptilian beings and one of the guys was raped by these kind of crocodile beings and he was just like traumatized and he, he was this hippie guy with long hair and he like, you know, cut his hair and like, you know, just stopped taking drugs and was like, oh, moving on from that. Um, so, you know, like if those sorts, and then by the way, the, the phenomenology of this thing is very similar to the phenomenology of um, UFO encounters and um, fairy meetings with fairies and spirits, you know, and all this kind of stuff um, throughout history, elves, um, angels, and that kind of thing. And so, and it seems Graham Hancock makes a very persuasive case. You could look up a lecture on this, Aliens, Ayahuasca, Aliens, Elves, and Ayahuasca, I think is the t lecture title um, on YouTube or whatever, where he's kind of talking about the, making the case that it's the same phenomenon but being experienced through different cultural lenses. So our current technological culture sees it as 
UFOs. You know, in Europe, they saw it as fairies. Um, in, you know, Japan or whatever, maybe it's spirits. Um, and there are accounts of this, like, throughout history, throughout time and space. It's not a recent thing. Um, and so, and it seems to match very closely onto the DMT thing. So that's very weird. Like, how does that make any sense? Why, wouldn't it be, t you know? And You'd have to look into it, but it's quite specific, the similarities. So that's something. And then you, you could make you wonder, okay, well, who, what's, if there's good, if that is the case, um, that there are these beings in other dimensions all around us, um, and then if there are kind of more loving ones and then less loving ones, more, you know, selfish kind of ones, then which, what's the balance of power between them in terms of their influence on us? Um, and what influence they have and then, you know, what's the balance of power within that field of influence? Um, and, you know, is it possible that one dark, you know, kind of entity is more dominant than the others? And is that what we were calling the devil, you know? And maybe there is some kind of thing. And then maybe certain elites are like, you know, tuning in and connecting to that entity and downloading, you know, some sort of information from, you know, um, to their consciousness and gaining some sort of advantage you know, whether it's like a real practical advantage of, you know, like people go take ayahuasca and they feel like, oh, I just had all these downloads. Like I just understood things much more clearly than I can ever normally do it. Um, and, you know, people say this, you know, or everyone says this basically. This the really, and with psychedelics in general, it feels like what Aldous Huxley called um, the, the doors of perception, you know, or actually William Blake called the doors of perception being cleansed or, you know, Huxley called the, you know, kind of the reducing valve of human consciousness kind of opening. It's like, you know, for practical survival purposes, we can't be seeing angels all the time, you know, but then maybe certain substances or certain conditions can um, maybe do a bunch of Kundalini yoga or something even, and um, it can open up your mind and you can see these things. Um, but that uh, the idea that um, these, yeah, um, uh, what was I saying here? So, that um, the devil could be this um, powerful entity ruling the others in this space. Uh, was I making another point? Let's drink some water. Maybe the water will help. The, the, the angel is in the water. God is in the water. That can be the song. I'll play in a moment to close this. But... Um, so uh, we're saying the reducing valve, you open up and you see, um, oh yeah, right. So perhaps the elites are kind of actually downloading kind of some in, you know, information or like, you know, it's giving them certain habits or certain you know, emotional strength or something to do what they want to do. These particular elites who are, if they are there, hypothetically, hypothetical dark elites involved in this stuff, um, and, um, perhaps, you know, these entities are like, they feed off of dark energy and they resonate with, you know, fear and, you know, terror or like, you know, anger or these kind of lower vibrational things. And so maybe they're like, Hey, go kill a bunch of, you know, people or whatever for, for us. And then we'll be waiting there to lap up the negative vibrations from the terror, these terrified people as you kill them. Maybe that's like their thing. And they're, they're like, Hey, we need to eat. That's what we're doing. Just like we can kill a cow and people go, Hey, that's not right. Well, I need to eat. Maybe that's what they think, you know. Like, hey, you're you're an immortal soul anyway. Whatever, you know, you're God. Where are you going? You know, nowhere. Ah, uh, we're gonna kill you, and then we're gonna get the vibrations, and that's how it's gonna go. You know, maybe that's what they're doing. Um, and then also it could be a kind of like a spiritual, quote unquote, um, thing of, or like a cultural thing of like, just um, you know certain elites doing that together and are giving them a certain cohesion and team spirit and sense of collective purpose, which could help guide whatever nefarious stuff they might be up to, or even just whatever they're doing just in their private lives, kind of being dark, not necessarily in an organized political way. Although recent years would make you wonder if, you know, there wasn't some sort of dark, you know, kind of satanic esque cult or cults, um, you know, skull and bones, what are they doing, for example? You know, like, what are these cults up to? We know they're there. There are these secretive elite cults. A bunch of presidents have been in skull and bones, you know, the Bushes and et cetera. And say, oh, is it a coincidence that both Bushes launched all these wars and, you know, Bush seniors, you know, having, supporting people who are killing nuns in El Salvador or whatever. And then, you know, Bush Jr. 
million people die in Iraq and all this crazy stuff, you know. Um, so coincidence that, you know, they're part of some secret society and maybe, maybe that society's not, not doing anything wrong, you know. Who knows? But um, it would make you wonder if there's definitely a lot of secrecy around um, the more upper echelons of society globally and um, there's a lot of terrible things happening and there's a lot of things that seem to suggest there's a bit of coordination going on. The COVID thing, you know, everyone's saying, reading from the same playbook, everyone, which is, you know, there's evidence actually, according to Robert F. Kennedy Jr., um, that the CIA, like com complete evidence, apparently, I haven't looked into the details, but he says that, um, uh, um, I think he does cite where you can look this up, but like uh, if you look, look up him saying this, you might find that, but um, that uh, it was actually the, uh, the um, kind of the whole COVID thing or pandemic thing was kind of an intelligence operation. Like it was, they were planned, the CIA was running simulations of that for decades, decades before this. And then the actual thing of implementing like say Operation Warp Speed, the vaccine development thing, um, was actually being run by the NSA, I think, ultimately. And when they were presenting, I think according to him, like when they presented their things to FDA to get like, you know, approval, they had to, the files showed who was running it. And the, the people were surprised, like, what, the NSA is running this? I thought it was, and it seemed like it was actually the military contractors making these things. And then the pharmaceutical corporations were putting their stamp on it and just getting paid for it. Allegedly. But anyway, that's just a little example. What's the relevance? The relevance is, you know, um, it, these uh, certain things which happen, um, which would make you wonder, like, is um, there some sort of coordinated thing globally, you know, which could, could explain your powerful um, or even in you know, much of the world. Um, so I think, you know, if people think, oh, yeah, the devil, you know, there's like Satanists running the world. I, w I used to think, yeah, that's insane. But now I think like, yeah, I don't know. But um, yeah, you might be right, <laughs> you know. Um, but um, and then aliens is the devil, some like lizard man, lizard, a lizard folk coming here to take our jobs. Um, yes, no, I don't know. Um, yeah, then, I mean, again, like, you know, it's not, I think John Mack, Passport to the Cosmos, this Harvard psychologist who studied alien abduction, um, abductees or yeah, experiences, he called them, because it wasn't clear, I think, how, was it like a mental thing or a physical thing or some combination, like what was going on? Is it like some blending of dimensions? What's going on there? A lot of these things seem to take place when people are in their beds, um, these abductions, quote-unquote abductions, and then um, a lot of the time they, they would go to a place, sometimes it seemed like a spaceship, but other times it would seem like, you know, a cave or just like a room somewhere. Um, and so, and so, you know, a lot of the time it was benevolent, the people talking to these beings. Other times, not so benevolent. Um, and again, almost identical to the DMT research of Rick Strassman, which is kind of strange, and traditional folklore of elves, etc., as we mentioned. Um so, yeah, is it possible there's some lizard man with a big crown running the planet or trying to run the planet? Uh, I think that's possible. And I don't know, but um, I'm not shy to be like, I'm admitting my ignorance. Like, I don't know, but I, I think it's possible. Um, and, uh, but, you know, hopefully it's not possible. Uh, hopefully, uh, whatever, whatever way it is, we'll be fine. Um, the truth triumphs. Um, well, the truth is triumph. So it's already done. It's just, uh, so yeah. Um, and then, but then at the end of the day, you know, whatever runs the planet or whatever runs, you know, a country or whatever runs yourself and myself, um, I think, uh, ultimately it is the universe and, um, everything is one, all is one. And, um, we're all just trying to do our best. We're all trying to better ourselves and um, the world. Yeah, interesting. Even if you think like, oh, I'm not bettering the world, I'm just bettering myself. You could say, what does the world mean? You know, your world, the world you live in, you're trying to improve, you know? And so the universe, from your point of view, you think the universe will be a better place. The best place the universe can be is if I take care of myself. That's the selfish kind of impulse. And so it's still like a, yeah, an ethic of betterment, you know? Um, so I think ultimately we're all just sweethearts trying to do our best, even if we're 
doing crazy heinous stuff. Um, and we all, you know, uh, and even if you think you're intentionally trying to, you know, make things worse, then ultimately that is still because you think it's good to make things worse. You think it's, it's going to be better if it's worse. Right. So, um, I think some of us are more awake than others. Um, and you know, we've all got room to grow. God knows I have a lot of room to grow. Um, and you know, that's, it's cool. It's fun. And we are where we are. And I think it's about a, a much better thing than, you know, believing in some sort of Luciferian or satanic or dark kind of thing of like, Oh, it's so exciting. And yeah, empowering the real empowerment and the real excitement is love. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, we're all going to die and seemingly probably we're all going to be reborn. Um, that's how it seems. I don't know in what way, but you know, um, and I think, you know, right now is the most important moment of our lives. It always is. And so what do we do now? Like, I don't know, but like, uh, I think it's, I think, yeah, everyone will do what's right for them. But I do think objectively, um, the light is more beautiful than the dark. Um, the light has color. <laughs> the light's more colorful than the dark. And we'll leave it there. Little song, take us out. Uh, what is it? God's in the water. God's in my hair, he doesn't seem to care God's in the everywhere And God's in my eyes, I don't know why He doesn't seem to mind, but he's everywhere And God's in my feet, God's in my knees And ain't it sweet that God's there in my nose, in the nostril hairs Oh, God's in my ear, God's everywhere, He's there and here God's in my tongue, God's in the drinking and the swishing of the water Oh, God's in the water and God's in the waters of truth. Amen. Happy present moment, everybody. <laughs>